Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello everyone and welcome back to the channel. Maybe a load of people have already had a look at what Zelda's role could be in Breath of the Wild sequel, but today I wanted to add my own opinions into the mix because, well, I have a lot more to cover before the next trailer for the sequel, and this is definitely one of the biggest things that I haven't covered, and there are so many different things that could happen to the princess considering what we've seen in both of the game's trailers so far. So join me as we see the possibilities for Zelda's own journey in Breath of the Wild 2, and if you end up enjoying the video then please do consider subscribing if you'd like brand new Zelda content from me every single week. Let's get into the video. Now one of the biggest possibilities before the E3 trailer for the game was that Zelda would be playable. Well, that's the first thing I'd like to talk about actually today. While a load of people have written off playable Zelda completely and wholly now, I'm still not so sure. Personally speaking, I'm not one to be interested in a playable Zelda anyway. She's a cool character in most of the games at least, but I don't know. I like just having the one primary protagonist personally, though I will admit that the Zelda being trapped while Link does all the saving trope does get old sometimes but maybe it's a cycle that won't ever be broken just like it's curse. Who knows? The point is, in this trailer we're given a snapshot of a second in the game where Zelda has been dropped into an abyss, presumably at a similar time to the end of the first trailer. Now the funny thing here is that in a normal scenario I'm almost certain that everybody would believe that Zelda is just straight up dead, but I think there are a lot of things that could happen, or that could be happening in the scene that we just don't know about yet. Because killing off one of your main characters, the character that your game is named after, presumably not long after the startup of the game as well, just does not feel right. Especially when it's the Zelda team and it doesn't really seem right that Zelda definitively dies at all. I mean, technically speaking, the closest Zelda has ever come to dying in the 3D games, no, not you Spirit Tracks, would be in Twilight Princess where she gives up her own life force to save Midna, but she still comes back later on in the game to serve as a puppet Ganon-like figure. So having Zelda die in such an unspectacular way, and having her just kind of fall into a pit never to return after never seeing her in real time in the original game would be a mind-boggling design choice. So now that we've established that I'm almost certain that Zelda is not going to die, what are our other options with Zelda falling into this pit? First of all, and something that I would actually really like, despite not being into the playable Zelda idea, would be that she wakes up at the bottom of an entire massive cavern system. Perhaps as you traverse through more and more dungeons in the game, it switches to Zelda after each dungeon, giving you two very different narrative experiences. With Zelda trying to find her way back to Link, and Link thinking that Zelda is dead, and he's doing this to try and avenge her, and obviously as usual, to save Hyrule and most likely the world in turn. I think this system would work a lot like the system in place in the first few Paper Mario games, where when you finish a chapter, or in this case maybe a dungeon, it switches over to Zelda's perspective, giving you a look at the world underneath Hyrule, and maybe with Zelda's limited powers, she can give subtle hints to Link that she is still alive and kicking, and eventually the protagonist might finally understand what's being hinted at, and make his way to the caverns once more, finding a way all the way down to the deepest, darkest depths. Not to mention this could be the darkest theme for any Zelda game, this simply could serve as a final kind of dungeon, with Link and Zelda meeting up at the end, and fighting Ganon together. But just for a second, after all of this amazing speculation, let me put my own pessimism out there. As cool as this idea would be, I don't think they'll do it. I can't see them having such a contrast between the sky and cave areas as a constant theme throughout the game, not having the main character just go there when he pleases, not to mention the overworld from the original Breath of the Wild still seems playable. 
So, having the original overworld, presumably sky exploration, judging by the newest trailer for the game, along with that, having a massive cave exploration just for Zelda to explore seems highly unlikely in my opinion. So I have another proposal that I really think could be a plausible one. In the original Breath of the Wild, the main mode of narrative storytelling, along with our first look at voice acting in the entire series, was through the memories. This was Link's memories through every single important piece of info that was relayed to or around him before the calamity struck a whole 100 years before the original game was played. I mean, we got to see personalities that we'd never even seen before, and Link didn't even remember. Well, in the newest trailer for this game, it starts off with a few frames of Ganondorf, and then way more interestingly for this video, Link holding his arm. Of course, his arm is going to probably play a huge role in the next game by the looks of things. I even have a whole other video planned on the arm alone. One of my biggest spots of speculation that came from this whole trailer is that the memory way of doing the game's narrative will still be a huge thing in the next game, and might even be one of the biggest narrative storytelling systems once again. And I think this could be possible down to the arm we've already talked about. Many, many people have speculated that the arm could have something to do with time travel because of the key differences between the two different views of Link that we've seen in the trailer so far and I am far and away on that boat with them. If time travel ends up playing a role in the next game, which I presume it will down to them persistently not giving us a name down to spoilers for the game, then I am almost certain that the arm will carry it. I mean, even in this trailer, we can see that the arm is literally playing around with time, letting Link reverse time in order to save Link from being hit by a rolling metal ball instead reversing the ball to hit into rivaling moblins and bokoblins. Not to mention, if this arm ends up being a piece of the ancient hero from 10,000 years past, there's a chance the ancient hero had certain powers that our original Link could never fathom before this game. Anyway, let's get off the arm road before it goes too far, considering the path to figuring out the arm is far too windowed to discuss in this video. Point is, the arm could very well let you see into the future, or at least future events if you were to do things all wrong. So what I think is going to happen to Zelda in the sequel in Breath of the Wild is that she is mostly a sideline character once again for whatever reason. Perhaps she's injured in the cavern exploration from the original first look trailer, and needs to rest. So Link, with his new powers, sets off. But I don't think that'll be it for the princess. I think later in the game she could be in some sort of peril, and Link is shown a vision of this from his new arm letting him see any negative events that could occur, as the Princess of Hyrule dying is the most gruelling thing that could really happen to Link personally, alongside Ganondorf taking over Hyrule, and of course his own demise. The issue is, at the moment we still have so little to go off of that all of the speculation really is just a shot in the dark. The crazy thing is that they could go off the rails with the game and do something with Zelda that nobody expected. She could get twisted up in her own adventure, and just isn't playable, like in Skyward Sword with Impa, or a chosen Sheikah or Zonai leading her around an ancient tomb, hoping to take her back into civilization and more importantly, back to Link. They really could give Zelda to Ganondorf again. Maybe the final dungeon is at the bottom of the caverns and Link knows that Zelda is down there, somehow, from the start of the game, and you can venture down there anytime, but you must be wary because Ganondorf is holding a hostage, much like Hyrule Castle in Breath of the Wild. There are such a great variety of ways that the game could go that I haven't even had time to discuss in today's video in great detail. I mean, is it naive of me to think that playable Zelda can't be a thing? Especially if there could technically be a second Link in the game. Maybe it is. But everything I've said in this video is just my own opinion, and this is some speculation that I've wanted to get out of my chest for a very long time now, especially since Zelda's role in the next game could very well change how it plays out altogether. I mean, the central plot around most of these games in the series really do kind of revolve around her, and for good reason, considering the names of these games are literally hers. So with my opinions out in the open, what role do you think Zelda could play in Breath of the Wild sequel? With only a couple months left until the Game Awards, we could be on the home stretch to finding out even more news about this game. 
So, let's start getting hyped up for it with some good old speculation, as I have every video until the game wars planned out. It's going to be a good couple of months. I get around to every comment, so make sure to leave one. Thank you all so much for watching this video. If you enjoyed, then please do support me by leaving a like rating and subscribing. It really does help me out, and I'm really happy whenever I get a new sub. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters, and they are just perfect people. Look at them. Some G and Jar read and are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons. Just look at the Triforce coloured names in that Triforce font. Thank you so much for the support guys. If you'd like to join them then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon is in the description, along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platforms, so please follow me on them if you'd like to keep in touch with me. Now thank you for listening to that episode. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel of course, there's loads of Zelda content waiting for you. Just search Triforce Trends. Thank you for listening.